Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Sherut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. Today, we begin again with Parshat Bereshit, creation of the world and humankind. This brought me to thinking about all of the news stories we read this past summer, or possibly experienced, about the various climate emergencies, whether it was wildfires near Jerusalem, or hurricanes, or extreme heat in the United States, It is now hard to ignore the fact that humanity has some responsibility for the environment, caring for and nurturing our world. When I open Parshat Breshit through Parshat Noach, I find it hard not to see the emphasis on our relationship with this earth. The commentaries noted this too, and they contain perceptive and relevant insights about human nature and how to think about ways for tikkun, how we treat our world and also how we treat ourselves. Let's begin with the story of creation. The first account in chapter one gives much emphasis to the physical world and all that was created. Chapter two, however, I'd like to focus on chapter two, highlights humankind's special relationship with the earth. Adam is literally created from the earth, as it says, Hashem formed man, Adam, from the dust of the earth, Adama. He blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Rashi and the Midrash point out that Adam is the only creation made of both the earth and the heavens. Adam is made first from the Adama, and then God blows spirit, ruach, life, into Adam. Rashi also gives two, two interpretations why Adam is made of the earth. First, from the Midrash Tanchuma, he gathered his dust, that which he was made from the entire earth, from its four corners, in order that wherever he might die, it should receive him for burial. Another second explanation, he took his dust from that spot on which the holy temple with the Mizbeach, the altar of atonement, was in later times to be built, of which it is said, an altar of earth shall thou shalt make for me, saying, would that this sacred earth may be an expiation for him so that he may be able to endure. In Rashi's first explanation, Adam is made of the earth, the dust of the earth, from the entire world so that humankind can be buried anywhere on earth. Perhaps this interpretation is also meant to instill a feeling of responsibility in humankind to the whole earth, not only to one's local environment. Second, The earth is connected to sinning and kapara, like the altar of the Mizbeach. Mizbeach. This theme will repeat itself in the coming chapters of Breshit. This second account of creation also contains an introduction before Adam is created, which emphasizes our relationship with the land, with the earth. The Torah states, No shrub of the field was yet on earth, and no grasses of the field had sprouted, because Hashem had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man yet to till the soil. Rashi comments so beautifully that Hashem was waiting to hear the tefillot of Adam in order to bring the rain and sustain the world. 
This Rashi too highlights the deep connection between the potential the world has for producing sustenance by the hand of Adam and the creativity of Adam, the the physical aspect, as well as the spiritual, the prayers of Adam and of humanity. There is a need for balance between physical action and hishtadlut, um, um, taking action and satisfaction on the one hand, while also humility, gratitude, and faith on the other hand. God then places Adam in an ideal space, Gan Eden, filled with goodness, and places Adam in it, la'avda uleshamra, to till it and to tend it, to work the land, to care for it, to produce through it, but also to guard it, to nurture it. There is one limit given, not to eat from the etadat tovara. Unfortunately, Adam and Chava do eat from this tree, and they are punished. They are exiled from Gan Eden, and the punishment is also tied to the land. Cursed be the ground, Adama, because of you. By toil shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Working the Adama, the land, will now be harder. The story continues with Adam bearing other fruits, children. His son Cain, too, is connected to the land and is called Oved Adama, tiller of soil, a sign of hope that now in the next generation, this more hopeful image of a worker of the land can continue. Yet when Cain's offering is not accepted by God, Cain and Hevel have some sort of argument and Cain kills his brother Hevel. Here, our key words repeat. God says to Cain, where is your brother? And he answers, Hashomer achianochi, am I my brother's keeper? Shomer, again, this word, shmirah, he shirks responsibility of guarding, nurturing, and protecting. And God accuses him, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground, from the Adama. God is saying to Cain, you were meant to guard and nurture the earth, but instead you have defiled it. And Cain is sent to wander, never to settle in one place. It's the antithesis of what he was meant to be. He never gets to, to settle, to work the land, to nurture the land and enjoy its fruits. The Rashi about responsibility to the world being tied to working and protecting the earth rings true here. The idea of the Mizbeach being made from dust of earth as kapara connects to the fact that the first mistakes made by Adam and then by Cain connects to when they took advantage instead of protecting and ruined instead of nurturing. One last story brings us to a more positive place, culminating in next week's Parsha. Noach, after he goes through all of the the near destruction of the world and the flood, eventually comes out of the Teva and works up the energy, the Koach, to be an Ish Adama. Here, our word appears again a worker of the land. Most commentaries view this negatively as he winds up planting a vineyard and becomes drunk. One Midrash, however, puts this in a positive light when it teaches that Noah saw the world built up, then destroyed, then built up again. This Midrash praises him, imperfections and all, for going out of the Teva and having hope, planting and working the land. This was a sign of tikva of optimism and continued nurturing on Noach's part. I look to this Parsha and its emphasis on our responsibility to the world as a guide and inspiration. How can we take a moment to see the warning signs and find ways to relate to the earth, relate to the world around us, le'avda u'le'shamra? 
On the flip side, this message goes beyond the land as well and is relevant to us as women, especially at the Eden Center. We as women, the ultimate nurturers, are models for caring for our families and the world. But it is also important to remember to take care of ourselves. On this note, I wanted to let my wonderful listeners know that I hope to continue the Eden Center Building Ourselves podcast this coming year, albeit not on a weekly basis, a little less frequently, but I look forward to continued learning with you. Finally, I want to say a really special thank you to Yadida Lubin and Avi Rosenshine. This Eden Building Ourselves Through the Parsha podcast has been generously sponsored by Yadida Lubin and Avi Rosenshine in memory of Yadida's father, Avraham Leib Ben Chaim Behinda. Personally, and on behalf of the Eden Center, I want to thank them for making this podcast available to all of our listeners. Thank you so much, and Shabbat Shalom. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Micah Shore, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.